0: Steve, host is Christopher with Radio Fire Radio. I have a very, very special guest that I'm going to be bringing on. Her name is Michaela Cox. She has a wonderful perspective on life. And I'm going to talk to her a little bit about grief and how she dealt with the loss of her second husband. And you'll think you're going to love this story. Yeah. No. So you have a Facebook page that is tied to helping people deal with grief. Yeah, you know, grief is uh, it's, it's one of the topics that I talk about on my podcast, Radiant Fire Radio. I lost my father to cancer. Um, it'll be five years this year. Sorry and, to hear that. Um, he was gone in three months. Thank you. Wow. And big impact. I, I didn't know it was going to be that hard just the, the shock of
1: finding oh, out yep.
0: and it it and you had you know you're, you're i'm juggling my family mm-hmm. trying to manage my mother you know mm-hmm. who's now a widow yep. and it's just hard it is hard and you went through a similar experience of losing your husband Correct. Which no, and no death birth- experience for is similar to anyone, but you just you understand a little bit about no, grief.
1: Grief is grief is grief. The journey is the same, even though we may come to it for different reasonings and through different circumstances, and our person that we lost may be different, but it's still grief. It's still pain. It's still suffering. It's still sorrow, and the journey as far as what you go through is very similar as far as the kind of path that it is. Um, mm-hmm. then Right over four years, going on four years and two months in June. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm also a uh, an ordained minister, and I have occasion to do, unfortunately, some funerals. And I remember some of the funerals that I did. I talked about Job and how Job had three dumb friends. And <laughs> Those friends always. Were Maybe they were to, liberal. <laughs> they, they might have been. <laughs> they were always trying to give Job advice on, you know, you're you lost your wife and your kids because you did something dumb. Uh, you angered God, but Job had the other friend. His name was Elihu. He was good, and he was just there right. for Job. He didn't he didn't interfere. He sat in the background, and when Job kind of got out of line, he said, "Hey, you know." Don't point your finger at God. Don't uh you know don't don't put yourself in a position where you could be sinning by your attitude and your response. And I have found that going through this experience with, you know, grieving my father and and, and making the transition out of this, it's 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 easier for me to be an Elohim to people and yeah. giving them the grace that they need yeah. to just go through. Definitely. And, and I never in my life thought, we, you know, could understand pain and, and longing and just sorrow on this type of level. It just, uh, <clears throat> you know, even, even to this day, I can still break down and cry. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's very hard dealing with this, this part of, of my existence. You know, right. sometimes I have dreams about my father and, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm getting ready to talk to him and I get excited and I wake up out of the dream. It's like, Oh,
1: it's worse. Yeah. No, Cause you have to come back to reality.
0: Yeah. He's gone. He's not here. <clears throat> What's helped you get through your grief process?
1: Obviously my faith, that's a given, but outside of that, um, friends, a lot of friends, counseling, uh, journal. Um, I kind of had a process that kind of came together over the last couple of years, but it always was kind of in the background, but just really helpful over the last several years. So it's like things I learned early in life, but have also, because I learned them early in life, I kind of had a foundation in it. So when hard things came up later, it was already kind of in place and kind of fortified the need for them, you know, and just kind of um, gave me reasons to practice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. More reason to use them and get the tools out of the toolbox or whatever you want to call it. Um, life is a choice. Um, and then um, mindset, self-care and resources. Um, a lot, uh, life is a choice is what I mean by that is we don't always choose the circumstances or the things we walk through. Like we don't choose for our loved ones to die or I didn't choose to be born blind. I mean, he- heck, I came into this world as a baby. I didn't even know what was going on. Never mind that I was blind. I mean, I didn't choose that crap. I mean, you can't even talk or walk when you're born. So I dang sure, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't choose anything at that point, you know, people are doing everything for you. So, you know, that wasn't on me. Um, and then I may have chosen to walk away from my first marriage, but I did not choose the things that went into the equation that caused it to go that way. Yeah. And I dang sure didn't ask or was not consulted in the reality of having to lose my husband, uh, my, the love of my life, and my father's children. We, I wasn't the youngest ever, and neither were my children, but they were pretty young. They were six and three at the time. More wow. of their life will be without their father than the small fraction of window that they had with him. Wow, but they have long lives, and it will be a fraction of their lifetime that they had with their earthly, their earthly father.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: that's a sobering reality when you think about it in those terms of, of you know your children living longer than the time that they had with with their father. Yep. Hmm.
1: I think my son has already crossed the mile marker of he has been alive equal to time without his father that he was with his father. Wow. And he's only seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not easy. Not at all. So what I mean by you have a choice, like I said, you don't choose those circumstances So we're given a hand Think of it, you're playing poker or goldfish Or solitaire or spades or hearts Or gin ruck, rook Whatever, bridge Take your pick um, Depending on the game you're playing You're given a certain amount of cards off of the deck You didn't choose those cards Necessarily, you don't have a clue What you're going to get to, you look at your hand Hopefully it's a good hand Maybe it's not But if you're a good card player Hopefully, you'll be strategic in how you play a certain card with the end goal in mind of hopefully being successful in that hand or that game of winning. So you have control over how you play that card that's in your hand. You didn't choose that card, but you can choose how to play it and what to do with it. You're an artist, okay? You're well-versed in maybe oil painting or watercolors or acrylic or whatever, So someone comes to you and say, hey, I want you to do this art for me, but I want you to do it in something you're not well versed in. Maybe you don't like watercolors and they want it done in watercolors. Well, as we know, the way the world works, when you're hired for a job, (laughs) you got to do what they say. They're paying you. It's not up to you. You don't get to pick and choose. So while you don't get to decide how you're going to use the materials and tools in that art project for this person that's paying you, But you're still in control of what beautiful creation you create on those materials. Mm. So while life is not a choice in what we're given, but we very much have control over the choices that what we do with what we've given. And we don't have to let it define us and we can define it for ourselves.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Now, is that easy choices sometimes? No. Are they comfortable choices? Absolutely not. But life never said it would be comfortable and easy the whole entire time. No. still comes down to choice because we get up, we wake, we decide, okay, I'm waking up at 6.30 in the morning today instead of five. That's a choice. We'd make a choice. Are we gonna work out before we hit the ground running? That's a choice. What are we eating today? That's a choice. Um, I gotta go get gas at this, that's a choice. Life is a constant string of choices whether we want it to be or not. You can't get out of that reality of that we're surrounded by choices and always making choices. And and not making a choice, you're still making a choice. The whole journey of our lives are strung together by the choices we made. So we may not choose what have given to us on that path, but we can choose what we do with it and not whether we want it to let us define us or not.
0: What do you say to people who are stuck in a place where this is unfair?
1: It is unfair. I didn't didn't get a
0: chance. I didn't. I lost time. I don't. You know, every someone else had fifty years, and I only had two years.
1: Yeah, and I get mad at them too. <laughs> I don't <laughs> say that out loud, but I'm thinking it in my head. I'm like, yeah, it's not fair. But we were never promised fairness. As a matter of fact, one of my girlfriend's told me what her pediatrician says to her kids when they start whining about it, it's not fair. Yeah, the fair only comes to town once a year, and that ain't. And today's not it. <laughs> We live in a fallen world. We weren't guaranteed anything. It's a big crapshoot. Most of what I deal with is unfair in my life. And I didn't ask for it. And don't really want it most of the time because it's not fun. It's not comfortable. It's not easy. But I still have to do it. So you have to decide, no matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult it is, at some point, you either want A or you want B, and you're going to have to choose it. Now, maybe you have get the help of a counselor to help you choose that. Maybe it's your willpower. Maybe it's your faith. Maybe it's friends. I don't care. But at some point, especially as adults, if you want to have a life and you want to have a good life, you can't let things from whenever, whatever, or even current day let you stop you if you want to do anything with your life. It doesn't work that way. Not well anyway. And I'm not being hypocritical, I'm just saying what I've learned and what I've I've experienced and lived. I've made the choice every day to do the best I can despite whatever crap show I'm in. And for a better part of most of my life there's been some type of crap show. Now that's not to say there hasn't been good parts of my life, but like I said, I have literally by the age of 38 walked through a lifelong disability. I was divorced from a very interesting first marriage at 26, and I'm already a widow at the age of 38, almost four, four years ago. Mm. I wasn't even 40 yet when I walked through, not one, not two, all three of them. Most people, one would be enough, two maybe, three. Yeah. I don't know many people that have done all three. I'm sure there's somewhere on this planet of eight billion people in the world but in my personal life experience and journey, in my sphere of actual acquaintances, I've had friends that have been divorced. I've known people that have lost loved ones, be it a spouse, be it a child, whatever. I've known people that are disabled. I've even known people who have done one or two. I don't know many that have done all three.
0: No. No, that's that's, that's a unique case.
1: I'm not saying it makes me special. I'm just saying I don't know many people that have had to walk that journey. And walk it daily. And so I don't have all the answers. I'm not saying I'm good, always doing, doing everything right. I just know what I've learned and what it's allowed me to be taught. And I can share that and what message that has come out of that. That's what I have to give.
0: That's beautiful. So your decision to make the Facebook work. Um, what was I that based
1: on? I don't know if it's because as we get older, we go through different phases in life, or if it's just after you've been through certain things, you be- become more cognizant and more aware of things, or if it's just the way the world is today, or all of the above. I noticed probably over the last three years of reasonably close acquaintances of mine, probably a good 15 to 25 people that are going through very personal mm-hmm. losses. And I thought, this is crap, man. They need a place to go Yeah. for the ones that want it.
0: That says a lot about your character to be able to set that up, manage it, you know, and still deal with your own. You know, you're taking on someone else's grief and pain and sorrow at the same time. Um, You probably don't even think about it that way. But
1: well, it took me four years. Like I played the idea for two years. I felt like I was supposed to, but I just for some reason could never figure out what I would put in it, what I would do with it. And I didn't want to do it poorly. I wanted it to be for, you know, really do something. I just I couldn't wrap my head around like, what would that look like? And so I played with it for two hours and it kept, or two hours, two years. It kept coming back to me. And then when I hit the four year mark, it was just I was finally I was like, it's time. And all of a sudden, I got inspiration and could figure out a system or a structure and what to put in it. So I just started it, May uh, May fifth. Listen to me, April fifth. After um, I hit the four-year mark of my own journey, and like I said, I'm not doing it perfectly right now. I've missed a lot of days. I need to make up posts because I got stuck in writing the new book that's going to be coming out that literally walks everyone through what my life has been like living the 38 Triple D. Hopefully, uh-huh. be in June. Um, I had I wrote that in crazy rapid time too, because my school, the kids' school year is coming to a close, so I wanted to get it done in time for June. So I got kind of tunnel vision and got bogged down in that. But um, yeah, I'm gonna keep making posts in it, and hopefully, it'll help people and all.
0: That's all right. That's beautiful.
1: I think that's one of the most hardest things about the grief journey is. You don't want anyone to go through it because you don't want them to suffer the way you have, but then it's very lonely because you feel like you're going it alone because unfortunately, and not that you want people to get it, but until they do get it, they don't really get it, Get it, no matter yeah. how well-intended they are because you can't until you walk it, but you don't want anyone to walk it because then they're suffering, but then you're doing it alone. So I think that's kind of one of the, Kind of catch 22s on the hardest parts of the grief journey is it can be very a lonely space to have to occupy sometimes. Yeah. Not as, I mean, you are on your own, but lonely and just there's no one that can really truly relate to you unless they've been through it.
0: Thank you for listening. This has been Christopher at Radio Fire Radio. Um, that was Michaela Cox sharing everything that she shared about grief and how she's gotten through it. And I hope you enjoyed this broadcast. We are committed to excellence and truth. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. As we go forth in this endeavor in this hour, we pray that God would be with you. His prophetic mantle and his prophetic anointing would be upon your life. Please feel free to contact us at any time with questions, comments, or concerns. You can reach us at Christopher at RadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, Radiant Fire Radio Ministries. And you can subscribe to our YouTube page, Radiant Fire Radio Ministries, on YouTube.